coming to you from the many worlds of the multiverse. It's the podcast that's never the same twice, <laughs> and always two things at once. We want to create these immersive experiences that can unite people of such diverse backgrounds. This is Burning Man Live. Hello, hello, invisible friends, and welcome back to Burning Man Live, the swirly delicious soft serve podcast brought to you in a crunchy sugar cone covered with a multiverse of sprinkles. I'm Stuart Mangrum, and I'm here today with uh, my co-host and friend, Logan Mirto. Hey, Logan. Hey, how's it going, Stuart? Good to see you again. Pretty good. The question is, how are you doing, my man? This has got to be weird for you. It's the middle of August, and you're not in the desert. I have this vision of you like Martin Sheen at the beginning of Apocalypse Now, stuck in that shitty hotel in Saigon going, still in Saigon, I should be up country. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not that bad, I hope. It's not. It, it is very surreal. It's a strange thing to see August flying by in the way that it is. The, the time dilation effect that Burning Man has on people uh, only just expands the more time you spend out there. And I found that the duration of time that I do spend out there, which is normally about 100 days, it stretches into this really unfathomable thing when you're in it. And now what I'm seeing from the outside of that experience is August just moving like a normal month, which is very, very surreal indeed. The time is dense with stuff, but not in the way that I'm used to. And it's just a very different experience than one I've had for 16 years. And you have time to catch up on all your hobbies. Now that we've put the DPW on ice, we've shelved our uh, weapons of mass construction. And now I guess our programmers, the new DPW in this I'm, new world that we're going into? They're the ones building things. We're going to need some sort of project foreman scenario, I'm sure, and just translate the whole thing over. That is what you've suggested that we talk about today, right? It is indeed. When Burning Man announced that there was going to be no Black Rock City this year, I think that was back in April, they also talked about having some sort of experience online. And while they, they weren't very uh, clear on what that was going to be, what that has evolved into is the eight recognized universes in the Burning Man multiverse, which is a lot conceptually to wrap your head around. And so I've brought in some folks to help us all talk about what that is. And eight? What that means. Did you say eight? Eight what's the, recognized what's the, universes. What's the numerological significance of the number eight? Or is I know one? that you can turn it on its side and it becomes the infinity symbol, as I've been informed by several people that have talked to me about the multiverse so far. And, of course, the octagon. Indeed. The very center point that surrounds the golden spike as our construction begins. So many connections, if you're willing to make them. Yes. They're all there for the taking. So, yeah, before we bring out our guests, so I don't forget... Let's have a brief word from our sponsor. Here at Burning Man Live, we're big fans of possibility. We like to think that a good question is worth two easy answers. And really, what good is a question anyway? I mean, if you know all the answers, why would you even get out of bed in the morning? When it comes to questions of the supernatural, we are devoutly agnostic. Not because we're afraid to take sides, but because the not knowing is what keeps us going. Life is a journey of discovery, and getting the answers handed to you is like skipping ahead to the end of the book to find out who done it. It's like cheating on a test. That's why we're so happy to be sponsored this week 
by quantum mechanics. Because in the quantum realm, every answer is entangled with a wormhole of more questions. Nothing but questions all the way down, and a near infinite supply of answers. Forget your tired old mechanistic models of reality, where every effect has a cause, and embrace the many worlds of the quantum multiverse. Quantum mechanics is more than just spooky action at a distance and Schrodinger's cat videos. It puts you in the driver's seat, making your actions, even the act of observation, a pivot point in the fabric of time and space. It takes you out of Plato's musty old cave and gives you the keys to a souped-up super collider of possibility, where you can smash your subatomic doubts and unlock the power of yes, wave or particle, yes, fate or free will, yes, real or unreal, yes, yes, yes. Excessive contemplation of quantum mechanics may result in dizziness, confusion, and a paralyzing frustration with advanced mathematics. The most common side effects are headache and cognitive dissonance. Quantum mechanics, putting the W in WTF since 1900. First off, we've got Gloria Beck, also known as Weapons Grade, and the woman behind ASS, which is Art Support Services on Playa. Hi, Gloria. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Um, also with us is Burning Man Arts Coordinator and this year's Universe's Navigator, Kai Horton. Hi there, Kai. Hey, good to see you, Logan. Uh, nice to see you as well. Welcome. What about this eight recognized universes thing? Tell us what all this means. Just a little history, which you kind of already touched on. Back in April, we unfortunately had to announce that the event in Black Rock City was canceled. During that announcement, we made the suggestion that we should go virtual. We kind of tried on that hat. It didn't fit super well, but a bunch of burners came out of the woodwork and it fit them really well. So we decided to kind of shift our approach. We heard from thousands of super enthusiastic burners who wanted to create a virtual Burning Man for us. And we decided to go with eight independent groups who we're calling the recognized universes of the Burning Man multiverse. Um, so the way I kind of like to think about it and the type of imagery that we're using on Kindling, which is the website that you can go to to learn more about the multiverse, is all kind of space imagery. So if you think about the multiverse being kind of like the full container and then each universe kind of being like a planet. And I know that all of the space nerds hate this comparison already, but let's imagine that each universe is a planet. So these eight different planets, they all look and feel very different. There's some similarities between them. They support some of the same types of media, some completely different ones. And there's a lot of overlap, but they're each very unique. So when you enter the multiverse, you get to explore these eight different universes, these eight different worlds, these eight different planets, if you will. That sounds like a cosmological multiverse versus the quantum multiverse. <laughs> You'll have to educate just... me on that. <laughs> We're actually, tune in next week. Uh, our guest is going to be a quantum physicist who's going to help us untangle all these crazy words. What are the eight recognized universes of the Burning Man multiverse? There's Burn 2, Build a Burn, BRCVR, Mysticverse, The Bridge Experience, Sparkleverse, and The Infinite Playa. Did I get eight? You did. Now, did I hear this right? Is there one of the universes that is called multiverse? 
that's just confusing. Yeah, it's a kind of, is it meta? Is that what the it's, word would be? It's meta meta. Yeah. It's meta without being the metaverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Metaverse. Maybe that's next year's theme. I don't know. Is this gonna, Are we going to have to do this again next year? Should, do we need a new theme for next year or should we just continue? What do you guys think? I don't mind continuing the theme. I think we should do a yes and when it comes to the physical event, though. Let's do a yes and. Okay. Here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah. I could just, I was thinking of calling it Multiverse 3.0, not changing any of the words. <laughs> but just. <laughs> Just let people wonder what happened to 2.0 and just say, well, it just got lost in the quantum entanglements somewhere. I love it. Love it. Gloria and Kai, please, both of you, uh, tell us about the roles that you're playing to make all of this happen. Well, sure. I initially worked with the team that worked with all of these groups, these different universes, to get them into an agreement about how they're going to support Burning Man culture and values, like the 10 principles. And all of them have agreed to that. They're all burners. And they all really came into this with that idea in mind of taking that culture and those principles out into the, the larger world. Now, I'm mostly focused on getting the word out to our community about how they can participate. And Kai is as well. Gotcha. When you're talking about kind of assessing them in the way that they're working with Burning Man conceptually, uh, is that like similar to the process that the regionals would go through to be vetted and assessed as official Burning Man regionals? Was there some parallels there or were you thinking of that in the process? Yeah, there actually is really strong parallel with the regionals. In fact, one of the universes is already a regional. It's the only virtual regional that we have in the network. Gotcha. That one is called Burn 2. Right on. It's a really similar criteria there. That makes sense. And Kai, what's your role? What is the universe's navigator? What's that entail? Well, I'm doing my best to help folks in our community understand how to get into these worlds and how to participate or contribute to them, how to navigate it, which universes to go to. But I'm also trying to get Burning Man Project into all of these worlds because this is a really great opportunity for us to reach a whole new audience that Maybe we haven't been able to reach before. Maybe they're not people who want to spend a week in the desert, but they're still curious about our organization. So we want to make sure that there's a presence from Burning Man Project in all eight universes. So you can find that at Burning Man's Embassy of Information in all eight universes. That's where you can send your burner curious friends or your mom or your grandma to learn about what Burning Man is all about and what we do outside of the event. So is that functioning sort of like an off-world Playa Info booth where you can go and learn about the burn without actually being at the burn? Yeah. Playa Info hopefully is going to play a pretty big role in it. The volunteers have been pretty interested. They're going to teach about the universes themselves, but also answer questions about Burning Man. And then we'll have the Everywhere Pavilion, which will speak about what we do the other 51 weeks of the year. And then, of course, we have to have an artery. Okay. Gloria and I both work for the art department. So there will be a strong artery representation where you can learn about the art that comes to Burning Man, but also the art that's being featured in each specific universe. Let's talk more about how you help people navigate into the verses. How do I tell them apart? How do I pick one? Well, I'm doing a lot of sending people to various parts of our website. Kindling is one of the newest parts of our website. It's really beautiful. We have an amazing section devoted to the multiverse. 
We also just put out a really great blog post on our journal about how to participate in each one. And that even has videos from each universe creator that explains in better detail what their universe does and the best way to engage in it. Do I need VR goggles? No, you can participate in many of the universes without VR goggles. However, if you have them or if you're VR goggle curious, I strongly recommend them. They're super, super cool and give you a whole different way to experience some of these universes. Is there a ticket price for any of these or is it donation based or what? I believe some of them are charging a little bit just to recoup their server costs. You know, this is a pretty big endeavor, uh, not just time, but also money wise, but the majority of them are free. And I'm sure they would gladly, gladly accept donations. Okay, thanks. Awesome. I want to circle back to a couple of things you said. One was about art support. I I know that Burning Man does a tremendous amount in terms of doing art support on Playa. How does that translating here? And, And what does that look like when you've got independent projects kind of bringing their creations to us? How are we interfacing with them in terms of supporting them as artists and as creators? Well, as you mentioned, they are all independent projects that are being created by enthusiastic burners. It's amazing how they've stepped forward with sharing their visions in the spirit of gifting. They're really looking for community participation to create these unique interactive virtual BRC experiences. I mean, they're really like looking to create the playa and in alignment with the 10 principles. So really what we're doing is we're helping to get the word out about them and rallying our community, helping people who want to get involved, whether they be developers who can help the universes with 3D modeling and actually helping artists and camps who want to be present in the universes. We're also... As Kai mentioned, we're getting to participate ourselves, which is kind of cool. After producing the event in the desert all these years, we can actually go and join somebody else's experience and not only, you know, figure out how we want to represent ourselves, but also figure out how to have some fun because there's a lot of fun to be had out there. Yeah, for sure. I'm a, a big attendee of regional events. It's something I've been doing for 20 years. That's definitely part of the whole Burning Man experience that I really value is not only producing an event, but being able to actually step into events that other people have produced and be a participant and engage it from that level. It's super important to me. What you were just saying brings me around to the other part of my question, which is how are you guys seeing the volunteer experience sort of translate into this? I'm assuming there's a ton of volunteering going into each of the eight universes. Are we feeding the community ways to participate more, or is that all being driven by the A-Universe producers? How is that working? You know, Black Rock City is totally built on volunteers, so I think this is pretty similar. It's actually maybe even more so because these universes are being built by volunteers as well. Yeah, there's a really strong volunteer presence. But we're trying to get the word out to our volunteers, to the Burning Man community in general, and tell them how to participate. And they're not getting paid for that. So we're sending the message out and showing them how to get involved. But we're not, we're kind of just making the connections and letting them go from there. Gotcha. We're in what, month six of the COVID pandemic? 
I don't know about you, but I've certainly been doing lots of Zoom calls and interactive meetups. How do you see these environments as being different from that? What are some of the ways that people are going to get deeper interactivity out of these verses? Oh my gosh, there are so many ways. I know Ty can speak to this too. It's completely different from Zoom. And Zoom is like you sit there, the most interaction you get is you see another person's face and you hear their voice and that gets that's gotten so boring. We're all so burnt out on Zoom. At least I'll speak for myself. I'm so burned out on Zoom. But in these worlds, there are so many things, other things that you can do. First of all, there is the opportunity to connect with other people in an experience. So you can be in the world exploring and discovering all kinds of things. And you have no idea. We have no idea what all there is to find, right? In most of the worlds, you can check out all the amazing art. You can dance at a sound camp. You can go to uh, whatever other events they have streaming there. And you can do it with your friends. So you can be in the experience together, which is completely different from sitting in your own house on a Zoom call. We know that in some of the other ones, you can ride on an art car, experience a virtual dust storm, have random conversations with interesting strangers, which is definitely something that doesn't happen on Zoom unless you get Zoom bombed, right? And then there are some other things that that you can't do, like fly on the playa, fly above the playa, actually. There's another universe where you can cross the playa on a hoverboard, or you can fire off firecrackers from the top of the man. I mean, there is some stuff in there. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we have no idea what all the things are that are going to happen or going to open up to us when the doors get opened during Burning Man week. I have to say, I went into one of the VR universes last night, and I got to experience flying. And it was crazy. Like you really, you're so immersed in it, you really feel like you're flying. So I flew to the top of the man, which is pretty tall. And I didn't quite land on his head. But you know, they kind of let you hover. And I looked back behind me and I stumbled, I got vertigo, it really, really feels like you're totally immersed in the experience. So yeah, it's an amazing, amazing way to experience Burning Man. That's awesome. Can we go back to volunteerism? I'm curious about what other teams have been mobilized, for instance, so they're going to be rangers in case somebody has too much virtual fun, or is kind of a virtual jerk to help them uh, come down. Yeah, that's the plan is to have rangers available, or at least a button that you can push, hopefully that you can call a ranger. So some of the universes are going to be able to implement something like that. Some may not, but we're hoping to have it in as many places as possible. Any other volunteer teams that are mobilized for this action? I believe Temple Guardians are pretty involved in the temple experience that we have going on. Playa Info is also super interested. We're hoping to host them in our Embassy of Information and hopefully also at their usual station at Center Camp. I believe Recycle Camp is having a presence there as well. I'm sure there are more. We've really been trying to get the word out to all of our volunteer teams that if they want to create something in any of these universes, we can point them in the right direction and show them how to engage and and which universe, you know, might be the best fit for them and then they just kind of take it from there. So it'll be a discovery for us, too, to see which volunteer teams are showing up and how. Arctica would be great because I always need ice, even in a virtual world. Uh, But did you say Temple Guardians? So there's going to be a temple? 
Yeah, there is going to be a temple and it's really exciting. We've had a couple of webinars already about the temple experience, which is called the Ethereal Empyrean Experience. It's going to be the virtual version of the temple that was selected to be the physical temple for 2020, which is called Empyrean. Right. We had the builders on a couple of weeks ago on the show. Right. Awesome. Yeah. And it's going to, the, the temple experience is going to happen in three phases. Currently, a create an offering phase that's open right now, and it's lasting until August 29th, which is the day before the temple will open. So if you want to create an offering, go to the Kindling page for the temple, which is at kindling.burningman.org, and click on the multiverse tab, and you will find your way to the temple. You can create an offering where you can actually put audio, video, text into a, oh, wow. an, a beautiful object. You can select what the object looks like from a variety of offering types and place it in the temple. And then you can go back and visit it. And you can also choose to make it available for other people to experience when they go visit the temple during event week. So that's phase two which is visiting the temple during event week. It's going to be open from starting on the 30th of August through the end of that week. Phase three will be the temple burn. There's an event at 8 p.m. on September 6th where you can join and it will destruct. It will burn and all of the data, all of the offerings inside will be destroyed. And they're actually planning to make art out of the hard drive where it was housed. And that's exciting to me. Beautiful. I think that they've created a beautiful, beautiful experience. That's pretty brilliant. Is the temple experience one of the eight universes or is it manifesting in several of the universes or all of the above? It's not one of the eight universes and there will be temple manifest in many of those universes. Some of them even have past temples as well. So it's going to be really interesting to see who does the temple how in those universes. but. You'll see the Empyrean Temple in most of them. I feel like conceptually, there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on here. And as as a platform, you know, being able to take so much of what people are trying to translate virtually online and to let people experience aspects of Burning Man in a different way and through a different form is really fascinating to me. I'm wondering if there, with the experience you guys have had so far and with what you guys know from the places you're sitting in relation to all this, if you're seeing ways that these virtual experiences that are being created can help the event in the desert evolve when we get back to it, or help the Burning Man community evolve as we're learning how to engage with these things that are important to us in a different way, do you see that translating back on Black Rock City itself? I definitely see it improving the community in some way. We're going to reach a whole new set of people, and we're also going to engage with artists who maybe haven't been able to show their art at Burning Man. Digital art is a whole new landscape and it's amazing. I'm certainly a fan. This is a really great way to highlight that. If we can bring in some digital artists who have never thought about going to the desert before, maybe there are ways to mix that in with mutant vehicles and with 3D art sculptures or something in the cafe, you know, it's, it's just a new lens of looking at Black Rock City. Yeah, I would say also that Black Rock City is, is such, it's an amazing experience, but it's really difficult for people to get to for so many reasons, right? It's, 
whether it's it's far away, it's costly for some, there are a finite number of tickets and we're capped on that. We can't even expand it. So this is a real chance for people to get a taste of Burning Man culture and to learn more about our ethos, the 10 principles. So I think that's really exciting. The expansiveness of the multiverse, if you will. I love it. The only other thing that I, this is also a really great opportunity to maybe see some of your favorite art pieces from the past. Maybe some art pieces that have burned down and (laughs) don't necessarily exist anymore. There's a sense of nostalgia for burners who have been going for a long time too. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And just to make sure we've got all our bases covered, if someone's listening to this podcast and they're tuning in and they're like, this all sounds fascinating. And I still have no idea where to start and no idea what my point A is to even get to what my next point B is. The place they need to go to start this whole process off is kindling.burningman.org. There will be a path that is relatively clear for them to begin to engage with the eight universes of the multiverse. Do I got that right? There is a button or a link in the upper navigation on that page called Multiverse. So you can pop right in there and you'll be presented with a variety of doors to walk through. I was really hoping there would be a button. One of the best things about living in the future like we do is that so much of my problems get solved by just pressing a glowing glyph on my phone. And then it's one of my favorite things about the entire modern experience. Welcome to the future. Now, where's my flying car? No, wait, I can fly through the verses. That sounds cool. And it starts when? It starts on August 30th, which is the day we would be starting the event if we were in the Black Rock Desert. <laughs> and then it runs through Burn Night and through Temple Burn. That's correct. Through September oh. 6th, 8 p.m. Burn Night. Are, are all of these verses going to have a man in it and some kind of burn? Wow, we didn't tell you about Burn Night. Well, that's going to be a fun night. There's an event that's being produced by yet another generous member of the community, or actually group of people creating this experience. It's called Burn Night Live from Home. And that's going to happen on September 5th. That's going to be a 24-hour extravaganza where burners everywhere are invited to share their burns around the world. We're going to have the opportunity to build your own minivan or other effigy if you don't want to build a man. You can burn it and record your backyard burn. You can host a virtual camp gathering Everyone can join us as we ignite Miniman or other effigies time zone by time zone streamed from around the world. We're super excited about it. Details are forthcoming. How cool. So I can build my popsicle stick man and burn him in my oversized ashtray and take a video of that and upload it. Outstanding. I know what I'm doing on Burn Night. That says that Burning Man Information Radio, BMIR, is going to be broadcasting during these events, correct? Yeah, that is right. BMIR will be broadcasting the last weekend of the event. You can go tune into them via iHeartRadio. They'll be giving us a little bit different programming than they do on Playa, but still the same engaging burner-led music and programming that we've grown to love. I've actually heard a rumor that there might be a live recording of the Burning Man podcast on BMIR. Still, still, still not certain, but... That might be fun. So you might hear me, the pixelated version of me, uh, sometime soon. 
I'm really, really grateful to both of you, Gloria and Kai, for joining us today. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank thank you you both so much for coming. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Before we go, I wanted to take a few minutes and dive a little deeper into a couple of the experiences that the Burning Man multiverse is going to be bringing us. I reached out this week to some of the creators and asked them to tell us about their projects. They're scattered around the world, and so we weren't able to get everyone into a combined interview. But here, to what everyone's appetites, were some quick conversations I had and looks into the experiences that are going to be coming to us for Burn Week, courtesy of the multiverse. Yeah, so my name's Ed Cook, and our project is called the uh, Sparkleverse. The Sparkleverse grew out of some parties I began throwing online at the beginning of the of the lockdown. At those parties, you know, people just from across the web kind of turned up and sort of said, "Oh, this is pretty cool. Can we get involved with helping out with the next one?" And so, over the course of the last three or four months, we've done ten parties of fairly decent scale. You know, up to five hundred or a thousand people coming to these parties. But one of the fascinating things we found in running these online parties is that if you have a map which links to 10 different Zoom calls and there's different things going on in those Zoom calls and you have complete agency to move between them, suddenly that becomes an extraordinarily more compelling experience. This reflects sort of life at a party in the real world where it's your ability to dip into a room, to exit it, to go and find the fun that sustains the kind of the narrative and the entertainment of a party. And so the Sparkleverse comes in a few layers, but the basic layer is just an enormous map. And on that map, there are links through to all sorts of different spaces. And some of those spaces are in Zoom rooms, and some of them are good little experiences in browser. And many of those spaces have kind of entrance experiences, which help set context. The Sparkleverse is going to be a giant player map. It is going to be possible to kind of hear people who are nearby on the map, on this big 2D map, and to see little video avatars and move around. But the main business is in thousands of different spaces, which you can kind of click through into, which are going to be hosted spaces with sharing circles and dance performances and stand-up comedians and philosophers debating things and DJs and, and all of this kind of thing, all linked together in a big universe of party. Nice. And in all the things you're describing, I'm assuming there's levels of interactivity woven into all of that, not just voyeuristic experiences, but rather experiences that you're going to be able to engage with in a different way. That's exactly right. One of the things we found is in in hosting all these online parties is the context, attitude and interactivity matter an awful lot. And so in our parties, we always have rather elaborate entrance experiences. For example, we had a party on the moon where first experience you had involved being shrunk by a magician into your tiny side and then sent up in a rocket onto the moon with a kind of immersive Zoom call that shook a bit with some sound effects. The bit of coordination of, you know, Zoom backgrounds and Snapchat lenses and all this kind of thing, you can really get people into the spirit of the experience. And you can really set a lot of context and create levels of engagement and depths of intimacy and connection, which I honestly didn't think would be even begin to be possible at an online party. 
I mean, when we set out the online parties, it, you know, it was a lockdown. We had no choice. You know, parties are not negotiable. But I was not expecting to make deep friendships. And I wasn't expecting to have deep and meaningfuls at sort of four o'clock in the morning with someone I hadn't previously met. And I even wasn't expecting to kind of bump into people six hours after I last saw them. Like, oh, you're still here, are you? And, and settling into a chat. Well, what we found is that it's possible to sustain a party over 12 hours online. Normally our parties last for, for eight hours, but then normally there's an after party which goes from between four and eight hours. So it's possible to, to have these things and, and it's possible to have all the dynamics which make a real world festival or party so enchanting. That's fantastic stuff. I'm, I'm super intrigued. I don't know if you've looked at the other universes or in terms of the experience you guys are creating, what's going to make it unique? What's going to make it distinct from the rest of the multiverse? If you don't mind, I might answer this by first beginning with kind of our theory and philosophy of Burning Man, which I present with great humility because I think Burning Man is an infinitely rich and complicated institution. But for me, Burning Man is a, and for us, Burning Man is a sequence of experiences which collectively bring people into a state of receptivity that is extremely conducive to what you might call outlier states of consciousness. This begins with the preparation and begins with the road trip there where you've got eight hours on the road trip and you're like, well, surely I've been driving four hours into the middle of nowhere. This is surely far enough away from San Francisco. But no, you carry on for another four hours and then you queue up for 12 hours and then you pitch camp and you've lost mobile phone reception, and you've lost basically any possibility of meaningfully contacting or interacting with the external world. And then you've given up money in the process, and you've given up anything resembling your normal personal identity and preoccupations. Through all of these sequence of events, you're gradually losing that convoluted set of preoccupations, which normally cloud your mind, and you've cleared space for extraordinary receptivity. That receptivity happens to take place in a place where everything has been reinvented purely for this week by the people who are there. And so when we came to sort of thinking, what does an amazing online Burning Man look like? We wanted to focus as much as possible on how to create those sequences of experiences, which lead to extremely receptive states of consciousness on the one hand. And on the other hand, we wanted to ensure that as many people could contribute to and create within the Sparkleverse as possible. We've made the Sparkleverse actually as simple as possible. At some level, it's just one massive map with loads of cool stuff on it. And you click through into spaces which can be hosted by anybody. And we're trying to make it as easy as possible for anybody to create a space within the Sparkleverse. It's very simple. It works in a browser, doesn't involve any VR. and we're encouraging and we're showing a lot of materials and educating people about how to host a Zoom room so it's extraordinarily interactive and compelling, how to present an art piece in a kind of social atmosphere so that it feels as if you're encountering it on the plier and you're bumping into a couple of people next to you who are looking at that same art piece and so on. And then we've designed the platform so that it helps create context. So that when I'm wandering through the plier and I see, oh, cool, we've got the infinite love camp. And I click on that. And then I go into this kind of secondary map layer, which is all the stuff within infinite love. And then you might click on a Bucky Dome. And in that, there might be a, a sharing circle where there's a bouncer there who kind of will only let you in if you are 
properly attuned to the atmosphere inside and you go inside and you can share with 12 people across the world about something you might normally not share in an atmosphere of kind of um, safety and intimacy. And so that's what the Sparkleverse tries to do is create in the simplest possible way the greatest possible number of differentiated, interesting, creative spaces that can be experienced in context in a way where you don't feel you're going to be interrupted or you feel you have the trust and participation of those who are sharing that space with you and where you can radically express yourself. My name is Athena Demos, and I am one of the founders and producers of BRC VR. BRC VR is a immersive virtual reality playa experience. So we recommend that people get the headset. You can access it on a PC as well, and hopefully Mac client will be available before burn week. But right now, you can come and explore and play on Playa. We're open. We've been open since April. If you have a VR headset or on your PC desktop, you download the Altspace app, get an avatar, get your virtual Playa name, and then just come and play. Come play in the digital dust. It's a load of fun. We have, you know, I don't actually know the number right now because it's adding on every single day. I was about to say we have about 40 worlds. Every world is a theme camp, art installation, or art car. So we don't have three different things. We have a world. You can be a theme camp world. You can be an art installation world. You can be an art car world. And a world is, you know, it's, it's a lot like Burning Man, where you go to a theme camp on Playa. And when you go into that theme camp, it is like you're going into another world. And you spend time there and you meet people and you participate in an activity or a talk or see a band or a jam session or a DJ. And then when you leave that experience and you go back to the main playa, it's, it's like you, you left that world. And we are the virtual manifestation of that experience. Awesome. So when you're talking about the worlds, what you've got is your world of BRCVR is sort of the, the big picture. And then inside that world and that experience are a number of different worlds and nested experiences that you can engage with and check into and then step back out of into the more top level of the experiences. Am I understanding that about right? Yeah, completely. So we have a full two-scale playa. It looks just like Burning Man. In fact, if you've seen the pictures that we have on our website, We've had a lot of people be like, oh, well, what does it look like? And I'm like, well, that, that's what it looks like. That's the digital version of the playa. You spawn, you come into the main playa, and then there's these teleportals, and they look just like Star Trek. They're a blue tube with lines and bubbles, and you walk into it, and it teleports you to whatever world you're going into. So you walk up to say the Mayan warrior art car on the main playa and in front of it is a portal and you walk into that portal and you're whisked away to the full world of the Mayan warrior art car with their programming and their DJs and lasers and fire tools and blinky things. And it's, it's their world. 
And that's true of all of them. Arthur Momomani, who did the Galaxia Temple in 2018, created Catharsis for 2020. And that was one of the honorariums. So he was the first person to participate in BRCBR, and he created Catharsis World. But I call it Arthur Momomani World because Galaxia is there. Now, Galaxia is a temple that burned in 2018, and yet it's there, and you can explore it. You can skydive down into the center of it, and right next to it is Catharsis, his new piece. And there's another piece that he created, the very first piece that he ever created for Burning Man is there. So it, it becomes his art realm that's sort of the history of what he's contributed to the playa. And we have other artists like Greg Fleischman were creating a world for his art, David Best. And I can't even think of everyone that's participating. Kate Roddenbush. She's super excited because, you know, you work so hard at creating an art piece and then all of a sudden it's burned and it's gone and you never really got to enjoy it because you're always in that rush mode to get it done and then to prep it for the burn, and then you burn it, and then it's gone. So this is an opportunity to hang out with your art again. So for all those artists that burned art, this is your opportunity to just sit with it and be with it and enjoy it. I often put on my headset, I don't tell anybody, and I go out into the deep playa and I just sit there. Oh, it's, a, it's a quiet fantastic. time. You really need to get a headset because that immersive experience, sometimes I turn on a fan so the fan's blowing on me so I feel like there's wind. So I have a, a kinetic physical experience mm -hmm. and then I'm just sitting in the playa with the wind blowing on me and it's so quiet and you hear a din because we have that sound din you know the you have the, the ambient the burning man sound in the background the burning man sound in the background the too many sound systems playing at the same time we have sort of a rotating din that goes and it puts me in a meditative state and I can just wander out into the digital dust and sit down with my headset on and there's a calm that completely comes over me. We are living in so much chaos right now. To have that blissful moment, to be sitting in the happiest place on earth with all of my 20 years, 21 years of memories and those beautiful moments and just be with it. All right, my friends. I think that wraps us up for today. Thanks again for joining us, Gloria and Kai. Thanks, Logan. And I want to give a tremendous thank you from all of us to Ed from the Sparkleverse and Athena from BRCBR for giving us all a peek into the worlds that they're building for the 2020 Burning Man multiverse. Thanks very much to both of you.
Announcer voice. Burning Man Live is a production of the Philosophical Center of Burning Man Project. Our web address is live.burningman.org. Our email is live at burningman.org. And you can follow us on all the socials as Burning Man Live. Big ups to our technical producer and story editor, Michael Baub. Our producers, Andy Grace and Logan Birto. Our promotions manager, Daryl Van Ray. And our super friends, Tanner Boger, Devin from the Internet, and Jake Knizzle. That's it for now. Thanks, Larry.